This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. And wow, wow, wow. Let's all take a deep breath on what we just witnessed from Tim Hortons Field. A back and forth roller coaster, very close football game in which the Calgary Stampeders barely, just barely, after demolishing Hamilton 60 to 1 just a few months ago, eke out a 28 25 win. And the Cats are now on the brink of elimination. An Ottawa win tonight in Saskatchewan and Hamilton's last three regular season games are meaningless. Have we ever been bigger Rough Riders fans than right now? I think not. We're going to recap tonight's football game. We are going to take your calls at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. On Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin, and you can email your thoughts on tonight's game and vote on your player of the game by emailing rick at 900chml.com. <sighs> One of those where you just thought tonight just might be the night. Just might be that game where the Ticats pull one out and they continue to make us believe that this this crazy season, the season in which they started 0-8 and are still remarkably in the depths of October in the playoff hunt, at least for the next three hours, they almost had it. But, and there are a few buts to talk about tonight, two-point conversions. Now, in the grand scheme of things, with the final score 28-25, Hamilton going for and missing two two-point conversions, you put two more points on the board, Calgary still wins, 28-27. But that might change a lot of the momentum of the football game. The other huge play, I mean, there was there was a few huge ones. Third quarter, it's third and one on the Calgary four, and Jeremiah Masoli cannot hit one of his receivers, and you miss out on even getting three points. So now you have a tie game. You get a touchdown, this is an entirely different game. And the one that really stings the most, with no time left, pass interference at the Hamilton 10 on a Calgary receiver in which it gave Calgary the football on the 10. They kick a chip shot field goal, and it is game over. 28-25, Stamps win. Special announcement as well, the fifth quarter... Next Sunday, so this is Sunday, October the 22nd, Cats are in Montreal. The fifth quarter is going to air at 5 p.m. It's going to be one hour after the final whistle in Montreal. Let's do programming here on CHML. So next Sunday's fifth quarter on October 22nd, after the Montreal game, fifth quarter will start at 5 p.m. So we'll see you and we'll hear from you uh, on that date. All right, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Zamprin. 
Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, I don't have a name, so this is line one. Who's who am I talking with right now? Kevin. Kevin. Hey, Kevin. How are you? Not too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm okay. What are your thoughts on tonight's ball game? You know what? It was a much much better effort than they put last time they played Calgary. That's for sure. Very true. Yep. Being it being in the stadium, it was electric. Just watching the back and forth, it was fantastic. There were some great plays. There were some really really boneheaded ones too, but. I mean, it was a fantastic game, and we showed that even though the record isn't what it, you know, what we'd like it to be, we could still play with the best there is. Yeah, it was a much better showing. I thought the defense, the defense for the Ticats is my player of the game tonight. They were outstanding. When you can limit the Stampeders to one touchdown, and it was an extraordinary touchdown, uh, they stymied them. They stumped them for most of the ball game. I'm, I'm tipping my cap to the Ticats D tonight. Oh, I gotta, I gotta agree with you. I mean, as I was at the stadium through the game. I'm like, how is it the only touchdown they scored going into the third quarter was the defensive one? Like they were just lights out for most of the game. I just wish it could have held up to the end. Yeah, confident that uh, the, the playoff hunt will continue. Uh, obviously, we're all cheering for Saskatchewan tonight. They're up three nothing very early on against Ottawa. And let's keep that up, Saskatchewan. Let's go, go Riders! Thanks for the call, Kevin. No problem. Thank you. 905-645-3221, star 9900. I think we're having a, a, a bit of a trouble with our call screener. You know what, Well, I'm going to reset my call screener and see if this does the job. Because I'm seeing a lot of the phone lines light up, but I'm not seeing any names. So let's see if I reset here if things are going to correct themselves. 28-25 use the final. Calgary up on uh, or beating the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. So the Cats... Still with four wins on the season, they very much need the Ottawa Red Blacks to lose tonight as Hamilton falls to 4-11. and 11. And how about those Stampeders? 13-1-1. Here, here's just some of the stats. They've now won 12 straight versus Hamilton. They haven't lost to the Ticats since the 2011 touchdown Atlantic in Moncton. They have now won 11 straight overall this season. They are 18-2. and two versus Hamilton in their last 20. And since 2005, they're now 16-0 coming off the bye. And oh, by the way, Bo Levi-Mitchell now 9-0 versus the Ticats. Absolutely crazy. It's one of those streaks that will just boggle the mind. When we come back, more of your calls, your emails, your tweets. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. 28-25, Stampeders beating the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. Calgary continues to dominate not only the league, but Hamilton as well. We do have an issue with our phones at the moment, so we're going to try to get our uh, chief engineer to correct things. But uh, you're you're free to tweet and email rick at 900chml.com. The uh, Twitter handles at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Who's your player of the game? And what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Quick thoughts from me, and again, we're live until 11 tonight. Stams threw a ton of deep balls early on in this in this football game. I mean, they were going deep left, right, and center. And then they started with the short nickel and dime. So they were stretching Hamilton's D and then going underneath. And on that last play of the game, or at least before the field goal, Bo Levi Mitchell scrambles, goes to his left, tosses one deep, and gets the pass interference call, and it's a chip shot to win. So the strategy offensively for Calgary, even though they didn't produce a lot of points offensively, I thought that was very interesting. 
Another point I wanted to make, earlier on this season, we were all running off Brandon Banks. Now, he wasn't being used offensively in the Kent Austin, or at least the end of the Kent Austin era, in those eight straight losses. But now that he's on offense and making a difference, making a huge impact, who wants to get rid of him now? I don't think anyone does. Six catches, a buck 15 tonight. Now, he's not as effective as a kicker-punt returner. We've continued to see that. But on offense, this guy's a weapon. And I have no doubt that he's going to be back, especially if June Jones is going to be back as head coach. And the two-point converts. I mean, I understand Sergio Castillo is your kicker. He gets hurt. You're bringing in Kenny Allen, who's never kicked in the CFL. The guy can still kick converts. I mean, we saw one tonight. Kicked a field goal as well. 27 yards. Very close to convert. uh, 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 Yardage-wise. Let the guy kick. Do you not have any confidence in him? I mean, if not, why'd you sign him? So I thought that not only stunted the Cats' momentum, um, it took two points off the board. And who knows, maybe more. Uh, Let's go to uh, Twitter. At Rick Samprin is uh, one of the uh, Twitter handles you can uh, provide your thoughts on. Uh, Rick says, another rough night ahead with a happy face. Good luck, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. Uh, Ken, terrible coverage with the game and season on the line. Look back at the ball. Mike on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Some of Jones' play calling in the red zone is pretty painful. However, a good effort against the best team in the league. You know what? I just do not understand. I can't wrap my head around the short yardage playbook. Third and one, second and one. Whatever the case is, you put your quarterback under center and you have him run the football. You want to hand it off? Go right ahead. You should be able to get one yard. To go in shotgun on third and one is one of the key plays of the game. Third and one on the Calgary four. It's the third quarter. You're down 14-12 and you come away with zero points. If anything, kick the field goal. Take the lead at that point. That was a huge blunder. Randy on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, a disgusting finish. I am delirious. Player of the game, Kenny Allen for effort. Go Ottawa, we need you. Randy in Oakville. And if you're just tuning in, our phone lines are down. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jimmy Superfly Snook off the top turnbuckle on this on this phone. It might not help. I think it'll be fun though. Bruce on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. We always shoot ourselves in the foot. Hashtag fifth quarter. Player of the game, Masoli. If Ottawa wins tonight, we are done. Yes, very much so. I, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debate the Jeremiah Masoli player of the game. Yeah, he threw for a lot of yards tonight, 326. But he was 24-41. That's 58%. Not fantastic. But threw an interception as well. And that interception cost the Cats three points. And last I checked, they lost by three. Another big play was one of the first plays of the game. Block punt. Kenny Allen's first punt in this league is blocked by Terry Williams. And William Langley takes it in 
for a uh, a two yard touchdown. It's eight nothing right out of the shoot. You know, three minutes and fifty seconds into this ball game, it's eight to nothing, and <laughs> everyone's thinking, "Oh my gosh, here comes another sixty to one. They're gonna hang another sixty burger on us." Uh, Mike on Twitter, Masoli for player of the game. No one else really stood out to me. Well, for me, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll say this again, the Ticants defense, I thought, was the player of the game. Yeah, the last play or the last, you know, long bomb by Mitchell didn't go their way. But I thought as a whole, you give up one offensive touchdown against the league's best team, arguably the best offense, you did something right. Cats end up with three sacks. They put some pressure on BLM. I thought they played well. They got my vote for player of the game. Uh, Dave on Twitter, fans who still watch, that is going to be debatable. If Ottawa wins tonight and the Cats are out, there's three more games on the regular season schedule. At Montreal, at Ottawa, and at home, the final regular season game on Friday, November 3rd against Montreal. If the Cats are out by that date, and that's a very real possibility, giving today's result. Is anyone going to show up to that game? Do you bother? I mean, if you're a hardcore fan, yeah, you're probably there. But a lot of the fickle fans will say, nah, I'll take a pass. They're out. I got an email from Tom earlier on in the ball game. Uh, and Tom writes, I can't remember a midseason coaching change in any sport as successful as Jones replacing Austin on Labor Day. What a difference. I'm writing this at the end of the third quarter with the Cats up by one against the team that beat them 60-1 to in August. If they hang on tonight and beat Montreal, they'll make the playoffs, and then anything can happen. I look forward to your postgame show in 30 minutes. Tom from Guelph. Tom, didn't end too well, did it? Uh, Dave on email, at game, proud of these guys tonight. Yeah, you know what? We should be proud because this is a team that got slaughtered 60-1, to embarrassed, humiliated, taken to the woodshed. Now, you know what? If they played a week later, it wouldn't have been 60-1. to Yeah, maybe Calgary would have won again. But I think the Cats learned a lesson in that football game. They let it snowball to a point where it was unrecoverable. And it was nice to see them come out tonight and say, uh, you know what, that's not going to happen. We're in a playoff race. We're a much different team. We're a much better team. Let's go get it. And they almost did. Let's take another break. And uh, you can email your thoughts, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. We're having some phone issues. Hopefully they'll get corrected in a few minutes' time. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter on 900chml. Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here. This is the fifth quarter on Hamilton's news talk leader, 900 CHML. Stan Peters beating the Ticats tonight, 28-25. Make it 11 straight wins for the Stamps, 12 straight against Hamilton. And this team continues to motor along. So what does that mean? Well, Hamilton now has to hope that Ottawa loses tonight in Saskatchewan because... If the Red Blacks win, the Ticats are done. Their playoff hopes will be quashed. Right now, it's 3-0 Saskatchewan midway through the first quarter.
Go Riders. Uh, Paul on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, says, uh, Great game, mostly called well, but that last P.I. really hurt. Go Riders. By the way, our phone lines are now working again. Thumbs up to Will Erskine and our engineering staff for uh, cracking the code. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. And again, you can email your thoughts on tonight's game and your player of the game, rick at 900chml.com, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. David on Twitter says, will not downgrade your show with my angry self. This was a lousy year. The rebuild continues. And Randy says, Cats can't seem to buy a win against Calgary. Third down pass instead of a handoff, a bad decision. Let's go to the phones, and Fred is on the line. Hey, Fred, how are you? No, it's Frank. Sorry. Oh, Frank. Sorry, Frank. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, terrible loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, disappointing. But, you know, how does this guy get so wide open and way behind our defense on, you know, 11 seconds to go? Um, I totally agree with you that, uh, like, you're going in the shotgun and, you know, what's going on? Like, what are they thinking? But, uh, you know, they played great. I have to say that. And uh, I'd have to, I have to agree with you, too, that uh, the defense won the game, or almost won the game. Yeah, they, they played lights out. Yeah, it was, like, unreal. Like, And I'm not a big fan of Bo Levi Mitchell. Like, the guy is so cocky. <laughs> like, like, very talented. But come on, like he's pointing to our bench and everything else. Every, I'm sure I'm not the only one that saw it, and right. just very cocky and like I'm the best. And and hats but, but, off but to the he, he is off, he is right now. I mean, yeah. he is the best. Well, hats off to the Ottawa Red Blacks when they were you know Calgary was favored by 40 to win the Grey Cup last year, and Ottawa beat them. You know, I love stuff like that. Right. And, yeah. You know, the guy is just way too cocky. Hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate your comments. Thanks, Frank. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. I think if if you're touted as the best, whether you're cocky or arrogant or confident or overconfident, fill your boots. Jen on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tough loss. What a bad penalty to take at the end of the game. Go Riders! Defense! Player of the game. Hashtag fifth quarter. And Jared writes, there's a couple to choose from, I think. Tasker, Banks, and Saunders all had clutch catches. Masoli getting it done when he needed to. Uh, quick stats from the receiving core. I thought Tasker had a great game, too. Brandon Banks tonight, six catches, 115 yards. Tasker, five for 96. Jalen Saunders, six for 76. Shamad Chambers had six grabs for 35 yards. Andy Fantuz, no catches. Alex Green, by the way, ran 13 times for 47 yards. Back to the phones we go. Ian is on the line. Ian, thanks for calling the fifth quarter. All they had to do was let the guy catch the ball and tackle him. Game, set, match. Well, no, overtime. all they had to do. But the idiot jumps all over him before the ball came. I mean, it is the dumbest thing that I've seen. Uh, That's my first comment. And secondly... (laughs) Did you see Lawrence rip a piece out of number nine on the defense, our defense, when he missed the coverage in the second quarter? Like, Courtney Stevens had to grab Lawrence by the mask to tell him to calm down. Really? He was I did not see that. He was ripping a piece out of him. That was oh. Osagi Odiasi. I don't know who it was. Number nine on our team. <laughs> That's was, who it is, yeah. Like, I mean, it was, it was visible, and it was, it was bad. Wow. Like, he, he, oh, yeah, if you can... 
watched the game film back, ripped a piece out of him. Like, he so, was in his face, moving his hands. Like, he, yeah. So this is more than a teaching moment. This is almost like I hate you moment. Oh, it was. It had to be because it, wow. it was. I've never seen Lawrence do that before. That's uh, that's not good. Who's your player of the game, Ian? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, uh, I, I I'll give it to maybe Mazzoli. Uh, maybe the D line. I don't know. Okay. That whole that whole end is is was just ruined the whole thing. And can we ever complete third and one? Nope, it's not going to happen. Not the way they're lining up. Do you think Menzel's going to make a difference? <laughs> nope. I'm honestly, I don't think I'll. Nope. Okay. Anyway, I'm sure they're uh, hoping, but I don't think so. All right, well, we'll rebuild for next year. Ian, enjoy the uh, the rest Here. of the weekend. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Anthony has called into the fifth quarter. Anthony, how are you? Rick, I'm back. Hey, hey, hey. Um, you know what, Rick? I'm not going to jump down Mazzoli's throat tonight. Okay. You know what? He actually... He actually did have a pretty good game. We'll give him a week off. Okay. No, I'm not going to give him a week <laughs> off. I'm not done, my friend. Okay. Okay. You know what? That third and one from uh, the, uh, sorry, third, third and goal. No, it was third and one from the four. Okay. You're talking about the incomplete pass, right? Yeah, to Tosker. Yeah. Okay. That was a great uh, brain, brain cramp on him. On Mazzoli. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he goes and throws uh the guy was wide open over the middle, Saunders. Wide open, he over, overthrows him, like he usually does. Okay? Yep. Yeah, the guy the guy can scramble. The guy can run. I'll give him that. Yeah, but when... We saw it once tonight. I saw it once tonight where he scrambles, throws downfield, and the receiver makes a catch. Uh, 95% of the time, he's throwing on the run, and it's a wayward pass. Uh, we agree, though, right, Rick? Totally. I think we agree that we, you know what I'm not going to say you know what I'm not going to say uh, that he's not a good quarterback. He is, but, but you know what, Rick? I don't think he's a quarterback. I think I think we're losing Anthony. Anthony, if you wanted to call back, that's great. But we we kind of lost you. He went down a a foxhole or a rabbit hole. Uh, I'm guessing his player of the game was not going to be Masoli tonight. That's okay. He's not mine either. Manny is called into the show. Manny, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm okay. Good, good. Well, I'm glad the phones got fixed up so we can get our huge... Yeah, I know. I was getting worried. I was sweating. We, we, we weekly chat, chatted together. Uh, valiant effort, uh, obviously, from uh, what we saw, you know, several weeks, uh, quite a few weeks ago, or the 0-8 start. Uh, it's just too many... Uh, to me, it's just too many questionable uh, calls, I think, more than anything. And even defensively, like the previous caller said, Basically, I just leave him alone. And it's funny because I was watching with my son, and I called, and I said, you know, Calgary's just one of those teams. You know, I mean, you, you, the whole confidence about Bolivar Mitchell and be uh, arrogant. Well, I agree with the caller. I, I hate the fact that he's like that, but he's earned that right. I mean, quite honestly, he's earned that right. Mm-hmm. And somebody, you know, the way to shut him up is by uh, uh, sacking him and, uh, and and winning in games against him. That's really. right. Um, but uh, teams like that always find a way. I think if we were in the same predicament, in the same situation, I think we would have probably just taken a knee and been happy to go into overtime. And a team like uh, like that says, you know, there's still a relatively young secondary. Why not? Ooh, what do we got to lose? Let's air it out and let's see what happens. And sure enough, I, I say to my son, it just I just hope they don't basically pass an affairs because really there's no other way they can uh, win this game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, and that's what happened. 
that's exactly what happened, and that's it, it's it, it's too bad. It's too bad because it was uh, defensive, uh, an awesome defensive effort that uh, a lot of people will now remember. You know, the, you know the last play that's uh, lost on that. But I I have to say, my player of the game, I'm going to say uh, Banks at the beginning of the year. I I was one of the callers who said that you know he's definitely. Uh, was not the, re- the the return guy he was anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I didn't know if they had other plans for him, which obviously they did. And now that they've used him uh, in the offense as a receiver, he's uh, well, he's got to be the guy who's turned it around the most, like most improved guy, without a doubt. Uh, yeah, from the, from the beginning of the year. So that's my player of the game. And uh, you know, there's always there's still a little bit of hope, which is which is <laughs> kind of incredible. We've been saying this for about six weeks now, right? That they still have hope. They still have hope. And uh, unless Ottawa wins today, I guess he still have a chance. You never know. Manny, appreciate the call. It's uh, 3-3 Ottawa and uh, Saskatchewan with a minute left to go in the first quarter. So we'll keep our fingers crossed, and hopefully the Cats' playoff uh, hunt will continue after tonight. Uh, Email from Lisa. Good evening, Rick. Yes, it was deja vu all over again in the third quarter on third and one. A few weeks ago, we failed on third and one with a pass attempt. Fast forward a few weeks. We have a third and one and throw just over the hands of Luke Tasker. Jeremiah, in brackets, who is awesome, has been our third and one run guy for how long? Until we get Tom Brady to throw on third and one. Please, gentlemen, have Jeremiah simply run the ball in for a TD and we win. Rick, love your show on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Keep up the great work. A, Lisa from Niagara Falls. Appreciate the A at the end. Melanie writes, boy, oh boy, not sure what to say. Third quarter, third and one yard, and we would have had a new set of downs. Real disappointing loss. Seemed to be finding ways to lose. Entertaining and close, but didn't get the job done. Masoli didn't throw well either. Zach should be given a start. Green, our player of the game, that email from Melanie. Stephen in Penticton, B.C. writes, That was a real heartbreaker, Rick. I hate seeing a game end on a penalty. That makes the outcome. Uh, If we have learned anything by this game, our cats can play with anyone. A big shout-out to all the folks at the game, and no worries, we are not out of it yet. Sask will beat Ottawa. Player of the game, Tasker. As fans, we can all hold our heads high, uh, very high, as Hamilton Ticats fans regards Stephen out in BC. Deb on email. I thought Masoli cost us the game. He had wide open receivers several times and continuously threw them uh, or overthrew them in scoring or red zone situations, missed at least two two point conversions, and for at least the second time since he became a starter, was called for intentional grounding. He doesn't seem to know when or how to throw the ball out of bounds and live for another down. The defense played an excellent game. The offense left us in the position for Calgary to finish us off. They left at least 10 points on the field. Calgary did not leave any. When Calgary was in scoring position, they came away with points. Fitting that we lost as a result of a penalty, fans are getting used to the disappointment. That email from Deb. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have Robert and Larry standing by on the phone. A number of tweets and emails to get to as well. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. All right, so myself and uh, producer Will have come to the conclusion that since our phone lines were down for the first part of the show, we're going to 1130. We have a number of people calling in. They want to vent. They want their voice voices heard. Uh, the fifth quarter knows no bounds. Uh, we're going to go for an extra 45 minutes here. I think that's just the right thing to do. By the way, it's 3-3 in Sask. Rough Riders are mounting an excellent drive in which they're at the Ottawa 12. So that's great news as it's 3-3 in Regina. Ticats falling tonight 28-25 on a uh, field goal 
with no time left. Rene Paradis kicking four field goals tonight as the uh, Stamps' dominance of the black and gold and the entire league, it's remarkable, continues. Uh, Ian on Twitter at Rick Samprin writes, uh, last play, let the guy catch the ball and then just tackle him. Also, there was holding on that last throw by Mitchell. I think there's probably holding on every play. And it's just up to the officials whether they want to call it or not. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Again, that email address, rick at 900chml.com. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Vote for your player of the game. You can also tweet at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Tweet coming in to at am900chml from the man. We should have taken three points when we could have game was ours then. <laughs> also, let him catch it, tackle him, and that's it. OT. Move Zach Masoli. I think they're combining the two quarterbacks and getting them both out of here. That was a strange tweet. Uh, Rick also tweets, uh, a call-in show with no phone lines? Another angry crowd? Man, this is your lucky day. Hope you bought a Lotto Max ticket. Well, it is Friday the 13th, so maybe that's why our phone lines were kind of wonky, kind of haunted there for a few minutes. And uh, Mike also tweets, well, if I'm allowed to have a unit of the game, <laughs> the defense, but no individual player of the game, Sean on it. little happy face there. Uh, yeah, I think we're allowed to do that. We can bend the rules here, just as we have with our programming, going to 1130. You have plenty of time to call in and uh, voice your frustrations on the latest Tiger Cats loss. Email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. I actually thought this team had this game tonight, and they almost did it against Calgary. Pass interference really hurt us against Courtney Stephen. Not going for a field goal in third quarter hurt us. Going for two points, both touchdowns was very risky against the top defense in the CFL. Would have been happy with one-pointers. This game was pretty good overall, and it shows this team really has turned it around since June Jones. I feel optimistic, and it's been a weird season overall. Allen uh, continues to write, The player Brandon Banks has shown me he deserves to stay as a receiver next year. I think we have some solid receivers for next year, and Terrence Tolliver will be a plus next year also. Saskatchewan winning against Ottawa is crucial for us, but who knows? Crossing my fingers. This 4-10 season, actually it's 4-11 now, uh, hurts, but I have seen teams in the past worse than this. Yes, we all recall the 1-17 and the 2-16. And, and those two 3-15s that went back-to-back. Back. Uh, Alan says, I honestly don't think we look as bad as a record considering how we played against this top team. We have a lot to be happy about with this team. Hold our heads up and let's win the last three and make it 7-11. and 11. I think we can. No matter what happens, I think Calgary is going to win the Cup. It's not Hamilton's year, but we made it exciting. Player of the game, the whole front four of the defensive line. Thought they put a lot of pressure on Mitchell most of the night. That email again from Alan. All right, back to the phones we go. Waiting patiently on the line has been Larry. Larry, how are you? Great, thanks. Go the ahead. Coaching, the coaching is just abysmal. It's the worst I've seen in many years, and they've had some bad coaches. They've let the team down. The defense played fantastic tonight. The O-line was dominant, and you can't blame Masoli when you've got a, I don't know who's calling the plays, whether it's Jones or an offensive coordinator, but the play calling was was just terrible. The third and one, when I saw them in a shotgun, I just I couldn't believe it, and nobody could believe it around us. 
And it's not like they've done that only once. I mean, they seem to be doing no. that all the time. No, it made no sense. They're not fooling anybody. Absolutely no sense. The two one-point converts, the, the two-point converts made no sense. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, if you haven't taught your players that there's 10 seconds on the clock and the time that was wasted, him getting back and looking and looking, the defensive back should be counting. And when they see, they, they can't see the clock, but they should know. Let him catch the ball. Do nothing to touch the guy and chance a penalty. That's coaching that tells you that. And that's where it's poor. And if the Ticats don't get rid of these coaches completely and start over, then, you know what, I might give up my season tickets. I'm that upset. This team should be 6-1 and one and possibly 7-0 and oh, their last seven. Just terrible. Too, too many blunders along the way. Who's your player of the game? You know what? Be a Calgary player. I just they all played great. I just felt so bad. The offensive line, I mean, the, the, the whole offensive line I thought was outstanding. I hear you. Appreciate the call, Larry. Thank you. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your smartphone. Uh, Andy on Twitter at Rick Samprin writes, "Hi, Rick. Look like a lot of empty seats. Do you know what the attendance was?" Don't get me started on this one. I'll tell you what the attendance was, and you can figure out if the math holds true. 23,672. The stadium holds 23,5? So was it overflowing by 172 people? Mm, I'll let you make that assessment. Michael on Twitter. Uh, Let him catch it. Triple zeros on the clock. Let him catch it. Tackle him. We're going overtime. They might still be playing. 28-25, the final Calgary over Hamilton tonight. And uh, now the Cats must get some help tonight. They need the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to help them out tonight. Well, they are helping them a little bit. It's 6-3 Rough Riders in the second quarter. So, so far, so good. An Ottawa win tonight in the Ticats are gonzo back to the phones we go at 905-645-3221 star 9900 roberts is on the line hey robert welcome to the fifth quarter hi rick how are you doing i'm okay how about you pretty good uh don't don't talk to a long time so i got a couple things for you okay shoot um just about uh, i just want to ask about larry the call before me he said it's the worst coaching we ever but then he, he contradicts himself by saying, well, we should be 7-0. and Well, we can't be 7-0 if our coaches are that bad. That's a good point. Um, also, um, did we have a timeout left in the in the fourth quarter? Uh, in your knowledge? I believe they took, their, they took their timeout. I'm just trying to remember when that was. I'm pretty sure they took a timeout in the second half. Okay, because, I, I mean, I understand what I mean, but, but we should have called timeout with 10 seconds left and got just got organized. Just got organized, yeah. And told the players what the situation was because they weren't kicking a field goal from with 10 seconds left. And so we should, and you knew they were going to throw the ball deep. And like Larry said, we just catch the ball and, let, and tackle them. You don't have to interfere with them at all. Mm-hmm. Just don't let them score. And, and, you know, that's part of the coaching, of course. I understand that, but... You know, it's advantage of taking advantage of your timeouts also and getting organized. And also, I mean, I understand. I've been watching the CFL since the 1960s. Okay. Um, I don't understand. We've got such a wide field. 
just drives me nuts. Every even when I sit in the stands, and I just I can't believe what we do. I mean, it's you got such a big field. You got a running quarterback. It's third and one. I mean, just run the ball. Like you know, you don't have to go up the middle. You don't have to play NFL football, as I call it. Mm-hmm. You know, use the field. Use your speed. Run out or go wide and, and have a, a um, some kind of pass and run situation. Put yourself in a position where you can, you know, pass it or you can run. And and I mean the two point converts also were just I mean where's Tasker? I mean he's your reliable guy on you know two point converts. He catched the ball last week on a two point convert. Even still, I mean it's eleven it's eleven to six midway through the second quarter. The Cats are going for a two point convert. Why to to make it a three point game? We're in the second quarter. Yes, yeah. And, and they did it, you know, three and a half minutes later. When yeah. it's when it's uh, they were up twelve eleven. Let's go for two, and and we'll be up by three points. Who it's cares? Like, There's still half a football game to play. Yeah, it's almost like he didn't have confidence in Allen at the that, time. That's my guess. Sure, yeah, but I mean, finally he realized that he had, you got to take advantage of him, right? He's here so. for a reason. He's he's here to kick field goals and punt the football and kick off and kick extra points. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you don't you're not asking him to do anything else. That's right. Yeah. Robert, who's your player of the game tonight? Well, my player of the game is the offensive line. Okay. I mean, did you hear Carlton, uh, Charlton Hughes' name? Uh, only when he got penalized on uh, yeah. for being offside uh, I mean, at the later stages of the game. Otherwise, no. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't hear Singleton's name. I mean, I mean, I think they just outstanding, and you know, and there it's another problem we got. You got a big back like as I call him. He's a mess of type. I mean, we give him the ball like what once or twice in the whole second half. Yeah, and the and the one he got he got the first down for us. Oh, and that was a great run too. Sure it was. I mean, you know, you got to take that pressure off yourself, right? And yeah, Alex Green ran uh, thirteen times for forty-seven yards yeah. and, and and two touchdowns. Yeah, and he's gained over a hundred in the last two games. Yeah, you got to use him a little more. Oh. I just don't understand things sometimes. Yeah. Hey, Robert, anyways, thanks for the call. I got a question for you, Rick. Okay, go ahead. I got time. If, I mean, hopefully Saskatchewan wins tonight, but if Ottawa wins, would you play Would you play Coros? Uh, I, I would have I would have played them like five games ago, <laughs> so yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. If, 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 if the plan is that you're going to get rid of him, if you're going to trade him, you have to showcase him. Because you're not going to get as much. Now, if you do showcase him and he plays horribly, you're not going to get as much. No, you're not. But, you know, also, like, I mean, if you think June Jones is going to be your coach for next year yeah. and that system, you, you want to at least see Zach in that system. Unless they have no plans to bring him back. So why would you put yeah. him on the field? That's, that's well, my I guess. Hope they, I hope they bring one of the quarterbacks because I sure as hell don't want Johnny Manziel here. Yeah, well, you and I both. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Robert. Opinion. Have a good one. Okay, thanks. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. David on Twitter, why did we abandon the run in the second half? David, that is an outstanding question. Even up 15-14 to 14 at the end of three, Cats weren't running the ball. I, I understand Calgary's run D is exceptional, but come on, mix it up. That is is what has made this Ticats offense over the last couple of weeks successful. Gable running for well over 100 yards. He had a buck 57 a few weeks ago. Green in his first game, 140. This 
this offense looked a, a, a lot more potent. It was multi-dimensional, and they said, "Nah, we're not going to run the ball anymore." Uh, Sarah on Twitter writes, uh, "At Rick Zamprin, been a tough year. I'd like to see how Masoli throws when he's not being forced on the run." Let's go, Riders and Peter Dykowski. Uh, a last check: Rough Riders nine, Red Blacks three, in the second quarter. All right, when we come back, we have a number of people on the line. Dave, Jeff, Milsey is called in. Always love talking to him. We're going to go live until 1130 tonight. So if you're on the phone, hang tight. We will, I promise, we will get to every caller tonight. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You're listening to the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Welcome back. We are live until 1130 tonight. We had uh, some phone trickery going on earlier on in the show so we're uh, we're going to extend it here for another 28 minutes we're going into overtime here on the fifth quarter it is truly a fifth quarter my name is rick samprin we have uh some things to talk about tonight after the ticats lost at 28 25 to calgary yet again can we ever beat these stampeders i mean really now 11 straight wins overall for the stamps they've beaten hamilton 12 straight times 18 out of their last 20 meetings have gone Calgary's way. They're now 16-0 after the bye since 2005. And Bully by Mitchell is now 9-0 against Hamilton. Man, they're good. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Rick at 900CHML.com. At AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin, the Twitter handles don't forget subscribe to the fifth quarter podcast on itunes and google play you can also check out past episodes at 900chml.com and don't forget the fifth quarter next week so after the tie cats beat up on the owls on sunday october 22nd we're going to air the fifth quarter one hour after the final whistle in montreal so the fifth quarter will go from 5 to 6 p.m next sunday that's october the 22nd i'll send you some reminders on twitter I think for the first time ever, we got a note, or at least I did, on my Facebook Messenger account. This one from Debbie. We need new coaches, but we have such incredible heart. Well, that's going to be one of the decisions in this offseason. Whether this team miraculously makes the playoffs or not, it's going to be the fate of June Jones and what this franchise does at the head coaching and assistant level. Do they make more changes, or have they seen enough of Jones? They're 4-3 now under June Jones. Have they seen enough progress and enough promise that they will keep him on board and say, all right, June, uh, the slate's clean. Do what you want with your assistants. Bring in who you want. He's brought in a couple of guys, tried to bring in another guy who nobody wanted, and uh, the team paid the price for that. But um, it, it certainly has been a different last seven games than the first uh, six game or first eight games, that's for sure. Val on uh, Twitter. So if Ottawa wins, does Zach start next week? Again, I would have put him in a bunch of games ago, but I just, in my heart of hearts, June Jones's guy is Jeremiah Masoli. We saw that as soon as he took over. They were 0 8 on the bye week. We're going to make a change for Labor Day, and they haven't looked back. Chris on Twitter as well, player of the game, green, hands down. Will we ever learn how to kick for one instead of going for two? That's what I was thinking in this ballgame. 
as Hamilton was continuously going for two until Kenny Allen actually kicked a 27-yard field goal, and June Jones probably thought to himself, oh, uh, I guess he can kick an extra point. And after the green one-yard touchdown run with 36 seconds to go to make it 25-24 stamps, uh, Kenny Allen kicked the extra point. And we were tied to 25. Now, it didn't end well with Calgary coming out 28-25, but still, let's start kicking the extra points, especially early on in the ballgame. Back to the phones we go. We have a number of callers on the air, and again, we're going live until 11.30, so stay on the line if we don't get to you immediately. We have Milsey, Jeff, Dave, and Lynn, who I understand is a Stampeders fan. Oh, Lynn, yeah. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you. I, I don't want to gloat. Okay. And I, to be fair, normally my local radio station will have your games on. But you see, when my Niagara Ice Dogs are playing, everybody else kind of gets shuffled to the wayside. <laughs> and for your information, yes. uh, we harnessed the Guelph Storm tonight. Oh, you did? Oh, baby, did we ever. How did you become a Calgary Stampeders fan? Uh, back in high school, when I was being taught business math, we were using football teams, CFL, to learn business math. Okay. Nobody wanted them. I took them because I was horse crazy. <laughs> I've been that way ever since. Excellent. So basically, hey, I don't want to be cause any upset in Hamilton, but your tabbies have improved. But I'm happy to say that we left a few hoof prints on a few rear ends. <laughs> you sure did. Thanks for the call, Lynn. Okay. Lynn's stirring the pot here. Hokey Dinah. Dave is the first Tie Cats fan here on the fifth quarter who's going to come on to respond to Lynn's comments. Dave, how are you? Uh, well, I'm doing good. I was at the game tonight. Did you, did you uh, notice any Stampeders hoof prints on the behinds of Tie Cats? Not really. No, I don't think. I think we did ourselves well proud tonight, and I'll let that lady know nothing lasts forever, not even a dynasty. <laughs> right? Yeah. Listen, um, yes, I agree there was a lot of mistakes made. you got to think where this team came from getting beat by these guys 60-1. to 1. And coming back and losing by a field goal, and they had their opportunities to win the game. Maybe they beat themselves, you could say. Mm-hmm. So I, I am proud of them. You have to be proud of them. I mean, you're, I'm disappointed they lost. I was there at the stadium. That was full, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of empty seats. Um, yeah. But anyhow, you got to put things in perspective. And really, I, I really think the players like June Jones. I was watching the body language with some, some of them interacting with him on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I think they buy into him. I think they want to play for him. And uh, so, who knows? But I, I think that's a good sign myself. And he's, he, I think he's done well. And he's, I think, in a, in a way, he's still getting reacquainted with the Canadian game. So if they kept him next year, he may be even better as he gets uh, a little more back familiar with the Canadian game. But I'd just like to remind everybody where they came from, 60-1, to 1, to this great powerhouse that we gave them all they could handle tonight. I'll pick the offensive line too as well. I mean, you know, it was uh, it was it was a great game to be at. Uh, the, uh, the outcome wasn't what we wanted. Yes, there were mistakes, but we are not a twelve and zero team or twelve or thirteen and one team or four. We are our record says what it says. Yeah. And it, 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 the final point is, my prediction is, I think honestly, if we get if it's a, Ottawa loses tonight, I think we have a really good chance of kicking butt in the east of, of going through if we we can maybe if we can play get by to, to get to the playoffs i think we can beat uh, uh, uh Elowets. i think we can beat ottawa i think we may be the best team in the east we just got to get the chance to prove it 
Now, when a crossover, I still like our chances if we got to play one of those two teams, if it's Edmonton or Saskatchewan. The Cats are getting better every game, and that's what you want to see. Maybe it's happened too late, but I am proud of them. I'm, I'm not happy they didn't. No, I'm disappointed they lost, but I'm still proud of the guys. you got to say uh, these guys tried. No doubt about that. Dave, thanks for the call. Good points. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Call in, chat with us here on the fifth quarter, vote for your player of the game, give me your thoughts on tonight's game. A uh, quick update from Saskatchewan, where the Rough Riders are beating Ottawa 9-3 with under four and a half minutes to play in the first half. So we'll keep our fingers crossed, and hopefully by early tomorrow morning, these Ticats will still be in the playoff hunt. Email from Angela. Well, not a good start to this gridiron tilt. Obviously, Dickinson wants to rattle this young kid in his initial game in the CFL and succeed. I thought they lacked the intensity and desperation in the early stages. We can't make mental mistakes against this veteran Stampeder team, and as a result, they capitalized and put points on the board. The best way to beat these guys is to have long, sustained drives and work the clock. Mitchell can't do his magic if he's on the sidelines. The inconsistencies on this team is incredible. We always seem to beat ourselves, and tonight was no exception. As professional football players, these guys should know better. We all hurt as Ticat Nation. Player of the game, undetermined. That email from Angelo. Back to the phones we go. Star 9900 on your cell, 905-645-3221. Jeff has been hanging on for a while. Now we'll bring him on to the fifth quarter. Jeff, how are you? Not bad, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. Your thoughts? Um, you know, as disappointing as that was, and it was really, really tough to lose it that way. I would have been much happier losing in overtime, but I, I thought it was good. It was a good game. I'm, I'm happy for what I saw tonight mm-hmm. uh, on both sides of the ball. They, they played great. And, you know, like the play calling, yeah, I mean, that's what cost us the game, really. They left points on the field with those two-point converts, stupid, right? Yeah, they, they then, left uh, a lot of points on the field. Yeah, and then the third down thing at the third and goal. Come on. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we can all go, oh, the play calling's horrible. The coach needs to, oh, you know, but when it works, if those two-point converts have worked, we'd all be going, oh, this guy's the greatest thing ever. Right? Exactly. But, you know, overall, I like him. I like him. I hope he stays. I hope they give him control of it next season. I'm liking what I see. He's got to get used to it, too, right? I mean, he's not his first time in the CFL, right? Correct. Or in the, or was he here before? He was here with the Argos, but as uh, an assistant. Uh, this is his first head coaching gig in the CFL. Right. So, all in all, he's not doing a bad job. He's, he's turned us around quite well with this player. So I'm happy with it. Anyway, that's all I got to say for tonight. Uh, player of the game, though, yes. Banks. Brandon Banks. Yeah, he had a terrific game. He took that camera on the back, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. He did. Jeff, thanks for the call. Thanks. Uh, yes, Brandon Banks, uh, six catches uh, tonight, 115 yards is his uh, final tally. Uh, for the Stampeders, here's you know case in point in how well the defense played tonight. Bo Levi Mitchell was 19 of 34. That's just under 56%. For 279 yards, he threw a touchdown, and he had an interception. Jerome Messam, the CFL's rushing leader, six carries tonight, 11 yards. His longest run was 4 yards. He averaged 1.8 per carry. That's how well the D played tonight. Receiving-wise for the Stamps, Marquay McDaniel, 6 catches for 87 yards. Mark and Michelle with uh, 5 for 75. Kamar Jordan, 5 for 58. 
905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Milsey has called in to the fifth quarter. Milsey, how are you? Oh, it's been a long time. Where have you been? Well, I've been everywhere, and, I, and I've been listening to your show. I keep telling everyone to call into your show, <laughs> but I've never been able to call into well, your show. We, we are ecstatic that you're back on with us. Oh, uh, well, it's good to be back. You know, everybody covered everything I wanted to say, but I'm, I, I didn't. I didn't like when they went for the two points the first time round. The second time round, I saw some merit. Ne- uh, they had nothing to lose, really. Uh, they only had something to gain from it. So uh, I thought it was kind of uh, fun to watch. Uh, I thought Speedy Banks had a fantastic game. I, that's my player of the game. Okay. Um, I, 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 I'm with I'm with you and a lot of people as far as. Um, Masoli deserves a lot of credit. He's brought excitement back to the team. He runs the ball really well. He could almost be a halfback in this league. Uh, but I, 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 I wish Coach Jones would give um, Calaris a shot. Give him just he's got he's presented a different type of offense, and I think it could be one that uh, Calaris could thrive in. Calaris is not a bad quarterback. He's a little gun-shy since he got hurt. But I think he needs a chance. He was not playing well under Austin. There's a whole chemistry and a different issue there altogether. Uh, But I think you've touched on it several times. You know, why aren't they giving him a shot? And yet they wouldn't trade him. I think uh, in in the background, it's everyone else, and you can't let go of this guy. Well, I think the reason why they are not... Or, or didn't trade him before the trade deadline is that he's still an asset and you can still get something for him and you might be able to get something a little bit more in the off season. But here, here's the question. If, if the Ticats bring in Johnny Manziel and they sign him to whatever contract they're going to sign him, uh, he, he would have to be the favorite to be the starter because I think they're going to give him all the chances in the world to grab that starting job. Masoli is going to be a free agent in the offseason. So if you bring in Manziel, you almost have to trade Caleros if you want to keep Masoli because you're not going to keep all three of those guys. Nope. I, I, right? I totally agree. I think your assessment is dead on. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I th- I could see them signing him, but I I don't think they want him. You're talking about Manziel. Yeah, I don't I I don't know if Manziel is. Uh, I think he's coming. You think he's coming? I think he's definitely coming. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the only the only the only the only way I don't see him being in Hamilton is if he meets with Randy Ambrosi and he's already met with him. But if yep. he ha- he has that ultimate meeting, all right, all right, this is your entrance into the CFL. Uh, you have to do this, 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 and that. Uh, that is the only way I don't see him in the CFL if the commissioner says, you know what, uh, we don't want you. I don't see that happening, though. No, he's already opened the door for him and said, you know, you're out this year, but next year, you're right. Uh, next year, you know, you can talk to people. Uh, but Menzel, there's just everything about him just seems wrong. Um, like, we just got home from the game. 
and I'm sitting on the front porch, and I'm listening to it, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, we can't bring Men- Menzel here. Like, if he comes here, you're dealing with a political issue. You're bringing a whole lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if what he's going to do on the field. I I I think Casey Printers. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I do. I think Casey Printers. And, minus, uh, minus a lot of the baggage. I mean, Casey had some different baggage. Yes. No, totally different, uh, for sure. But you know what? We're still talking, uh, get your bag of popcorn and get ready to play. Yeah. You know, and I just don't see it. Uh, we don't need that here. Uh, it's not Ticat football. Um, it's going to be fun to see. I, I can see where you think he's going to be here. I mean, it's hard not to give him a shot. Uh, but could you? Far, far fetched, maybe, but could you trade that asset? You, you can, and they could. Uh, the deadline is November thirtieth to do so. Uh, I just have a feeling. I mean, they've had his negotiation rights since he was at Texas A and M. Uh, it's been a few years now. I, I, unless a team comes to them and says, uh, you know, we're going to give you a Canadian, maybe a top draft pick, maybe even another player, we'll take Manziel out of your hands. Uh, that might be the scenario where they don't bring him to town. But I, I, I think he's going to be here. Oh, nuts. If, if they could pull that off, stay with the two quarterbacks we've got, let them battle it out, and give Calaris a fair shot, now that we've got the coaching staff yeah. that I think is a good coaching staff, they're learning, a, they're learning the Canadian game as much as we're learning a new type of offense, new type of defense. Uh, there's a whole learning curve here, and I think people are getting a little impatient. Uh, but at the same time, there's been a major change in the excitement has come back. The players are playing for them. There's no controversy in the uh, dressing room. I think the learning curve on both sides is a healthy one. Uh, throwing Menzel into the mix and still talking, no, we don't, we're not sure if we want June and his uh, package to be our uh, staff next year. I, I, I don't know. I think I think we've got simple answers, and I think we're complicating it because of a guy named Manziel. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, at the end of the day, if, if Johnny Manziel does find himself in Hamilton, I think I'm not sure if the Ticats are a better team, but I do think they will be a much more interesting team because you just don't know what's going to happen. Milsey, you got to run. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. You too. Happy uh, late Thanksgiving. <laughs> you got it. Right back at you. Thanks for the call. Uh, When we come back, some uh, final emails and tweets to get to, and uh, we'll give you a scoring update in Saskatchewan. It's looking even better for the Hamilton Tiger Cats at this moment. You're listening to the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, 28-25 the final, not in favor of Hamilton. What a way to end this ballgame and a long bomb to the Hamilton 10 with no time left. Cats called for pass interference. Rene Paradis boots his fourth field goal of the game to give the Cats uh, the loss and the Stamps the win, 28-25, the final. Scoring update from Regina. And it is, well, the Red Blacks just got on the board again. It is the Rough Riders 16 and Ottawa 9 at this point pending the PAT. This is uh, late in the second quarter. It's now 16-10 to 10 
for the Riders. Uh, just uh, about 30 seconds or so left in the first half. Whew. Ottawa wins tonight. Ticats season, or at least their playoff hopes, are done. Email from Allen. Uh, here's my thought on this. They got rid of uh, this uh, being the quarterback issue. They got rid of Ted Laurent because we have Justin Vaughn, Evan Gill, Devon Coleman, and Michael Atkinson. That money on Laurent will be used on a guy like Manziel. We keep Caleros and get Manziel and get rid of Golson and keep Masoli. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to trade Johnny Manziel for Ted Laurent which is basically what you're suggesting. Even though we have Vaughn and Gill, who's hasn't been an impact, impactful player, let alone a player. Coleman's been okay, yes. Atkinson in and out of the lineup again. I'd much rather have Ted Laurent than Johnny Manziel. And I can almost guarantee that Manziel's not going to make as much as Ted Laurent, especially in year one. And keeping Caleros and Manziel... And Masoli? I, I can't see that happening. Can't see that happening. I can't see Caleros and Masoli back together again in 2018. Either Masoli walks in free agency or they get rid of or trade Zach Caleros. As, as much as I'd hate to see that, uh, I think that it's going to be an either-or scenario for those two. Rich emails, hey Rick, listening to the fifth quarter and watch the game from Vernon, B.C. It is great to hear you and my fellow Hamiltonians on the radio talking about tonight's game. Why didn't we run on third and one in the third quarter? We would have had such momentum and our great fans would have unnerved Bo Levi Mitchell. I will be cheering on the Riders, ugh, out here on the left coast. Love the fifth quarter, Rich from Vernon, B.C. That third and one, I think, is going to keep June Jones and the entire Ticats team, I was going to say offense, the entire team awake tonight. That in the last play of the game, or I guess the second last play of the game, pass interference call. Those two plays, really the two biggest plays of the ballgame. Third and one from the Calgary Four, you're down by two, you come away with zippo, zero, zilch, nothing, a donut. That was probably the biggest play of the game. That could have really turned the game on its head. Even kick a field goal, you're up 15-14. You got momentum. You got something. But nothing. Uh, David on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Huge step forward is June Jones. I relish a whole year preseason on under his direction. Positive thoughts. And uh, Joe on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, Why is Emmanuel Davis not playing? I think if we have an all-star defensive back, if you'll probably be in uh, the game. I think he meant to say he should probably be in the game. Uh, my thoughts, too. My thoughts, too. I'm a big fan of Emmanuel Davis, and I think he should be in that starting five in the back. Uh, but who do you replace now? Don Unamba, I thought, had a really strong game tonight. Scrapping my depth chart here. Courtney Steven, he's not going to replace him because Courtney's a Canadian. Richard Leonard, I think, has been from top to bottom the best DB of the season. They've moved him into Emmanuel Davis's spot. Odiasi, who apparently got chewed up by Simone Lawrence tonight, he's been okay. Cariel Brooks, okay. I'd much rather have Davis in the lineup and have Leonard take Cariel Brooks's spot. 
That's my thought. I, I think you just have two, two good, exceptional, really, all-star caliber players at those key spots. Uh, great show tonight. Yes, we did have some phone issues, but yes, we did carry on for an extra half an hour, so it was great to uh, achieve that and get all your calls and emails and tweets on the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Check out past episodes at 900CHML.com. Don't forget the Fifth Quarter Show on Sunday, October 22nd, when the Ticats play in Montreal. We're going to start the show at 5 p.m. That's one hour after the final whistle against the Alouettes. Our player of the game tonight is the Ticats defense and Speedy B. And our Fifth Quarter Fan of the Night is all the fans, and especially those who are now biting their nails watching Saskatchewan and Ottawa. Final score tonight, Calgary 28, Hamilton 25. For producer Will Erskine, my name is Rick Samprin. Thanks for listening to The Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter, after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.